This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at Saks.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is sponsored by The Jordan Harbinger Show. Jordan dives into the minds of fascinating people, from athletes, authors, and scientists to mobsters, spies, and hostage negotiators, all with the noble cause to make you a more informed, critical thinker to operate better in today's world. Jordan's also got a fun weekly segment, Feedback Friday, where he covers advice on everything from escaping a cult or psycho family situations to relationships and networking to even just asking for a raise. Point blank. Jordan Harbinger is smart, funny, and easy to listen to. You'll be pressed to find an episode without excellent conversation, a few laughs, and actionable advice that can directly improve your life. You can't go wrong with adding the Jordan Harbinger show to your rotation. It's incredibly interesting. There's never a dull show. Search for The Jordan Harbinger Show. That's H-A-R-B as in boy, I-N as in Nancy, G-E-R on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Welcome back to Dum Dums and Dragons, where improvisers who've never roleplayed before journey into the world of Dungeons and Dragons. I am the Grand Wizard Bukake, your host. Our heroes have foiled a robbery inside the Bastion of Failure and are trying to solve its own mysteries. Butthole brought one of the thieves back to life while Quinny captured the ringleader without killing him. And Juniper suggested a work release program as punishment for their crimes. What will happen now that our heroes have found the mysterious Clump Samsonite? Find out next on Dom Doms and Dragons. You're staring down a troll in a painting smock, surrounded by ruined canvases, uh, with an easel, several more blank canvases uh, near near him, and uh, one of those circular uh, uh, paint palettes on one hand. Uh, he's wearing a big fuzzy wig, and um, he uh, he's just looking at you with awe, having declared that you are his his muses. Uh, he just says. Uh, Friends, come in, come on in, please, please. I've been waiting for someone to come give me some inspiration, but this place is just so devoid of it. So plain. I can't believe a man with that much wealth and power just built the basic model of a castle, you know? It's like he just, he didn't have any artistic bones in his body. Such a shame. Come on in. Uh, well, it's nice to meet okay. you, new friend. My name's Butthole. This is Juniper, and this is Quinny. Hi. Now, are you Clump Samsonite? Oh, no. I, I get confused for my brother all the time, though. I'm Bob Samsonite. Uh, I'm I'm a troll. Congratulations. I'm a human. Uh, Quinny's a halfling. And Juniper is... Uh, 
currently human, but can identify in a variety of manners. Oh, nifty. All right. Well, come on in. I, I got to tell you, I'm having some difficulty figuring out exactly what to paint. And it's making me mad. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but you guys can help with that, right? Uh, Maybe. Hey, just out of curiosity, what uh, what are you going to do when you get that painting just right? What's uh, What's your... Kind of oh, next I'll, step I'll, after I'll that. I'll probably gonna... just start start another one, you know. I, I like yeah. to live in the moment, you know. Start, a, start another one somewhere else or oh uh, you know, I I I figure I might go hang it up in, in my old home, you know, just a little reminder that I was there, you know, just put my little stamp on it. Uh yeah. we didn't we didn't have fancy art supplies back back where I come from. So I figured, you know, I'd just come up here and, and borrow some from uh, you know. Uh, the 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 wealthy who who don't seem to be paying any attention to us little guys even when you know we were struggling uh, and uh, then I'll just take one down there and then maybe I'll go uh, go 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 sell my paintings elsewhere you know uh, we trolls uh, <laughs> we live a long time uh, and I know Klomp's always talking about that so I guess I got a lot of time to paint well I mean how would you like to paint two people who have literally died and gone to hell and then come back. Well, yeah, all right. Prove it. Well, wait, but like, are you happy? I gotta tell you, uh, we Samsonites got a little bit of an anger problem uh, that I'm trying to, uh, you know, uh, take care of with these here paintings. I I was told by a man once, very tasty man, that, um, you know, uh, I should try and work through some uh, rage problems. That's what I've been trying to do by painting these happy little trees. But I guess I could paint some like sad hellbound folk, but I don't know if that might set me off, you know. Uh, what if you, you want paint? a happy, if you want a happy subject? This is like the happiest guy I know, and I gestured. Oh yeah, him. oh yeah, guy's so happy he loves the smell of his own farts. Well, that's quite something. That's kind of <laughs> disgusting, but all right. Also, I have a cute wolf, and he points to Goblin Junior, who I think at this point just looks kind of like a terrifying war wolf, but he's got such a chipper energy. He's like, yeah, all right, all right. Well, you know, as a a, 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 a troll. Uh, you know, lifelong troll. Uh, I, I know all too well what it's like when when, when people, you know, uh, think you're a monster and stuff. So yeah, I I, I understand that. All right. Um, so what if I wear Brian, him? Can like you roll a... me an insight, please? Yes. That is seventeen. He sure is saying he's a troll a lot. Hmm. Hmm. I support you in being whatever you want to be. So, yes, I will pose for a painting. Like, buttholes literally running through his head where he's like, well, I don't want to, I don't want to like out him as a not troll if he's a troll, but if he thinks he's a troll, then he's a troll. But is he lying to us or is this just a different way of identity? This is like the, the identity politics mm-hmm. have just like spun his brain into, I, I stand near paint. <laughs> All right, great. Well, I, I'll, I'll just draw you. Just make sure you don't move or, you know, I'll have to make you not move like some of my previous subject, you know? And uh, Quinny, I think you're picking up on these, these like subtle, uh, tones yeah. perhaps more than others as you look around some of the paintings like they're definitely like what what kind of look like dead bodies uh depicted in in some of them right yeah uh what else is in this room uh it's uh, a gallery space um so there's a, a lot of uh of paintings um on the walls as well as like painting supplies um there aren't 
you know, like corpses <laughs> sitting around, if that's if that's what you're asking. No, I'm just trying to get a better um, sense of what this guy does in here. Like, clearly he paints, but is this like the only room that he spends time in? Like, uh, So far, yeah, it would seem to be that way. Uh, yeah. But from what uh, Kron told you, the trolls haven't been here for very long. Yeah. They've probably been here for a few days at most. Uh, I'm going to uh, kind of walk around the room, just admire these other paintings. Um, but also like size this guy up from all angles as well as I'm walking around, like mm-hmm. see if I can get any other kind of read on him. Sure. He seems uh, quite insane, but, um, yeah, he, um, he, uh, you know, seems to, I mean, his, he, he is very focused on on butthole now and like sizing him up. He's doing the, like the painter thumb thing, uh, mm-hmm. that, that people do. Um, as you're, you're looking around, um, like you can definitely see a lot of like painting half finished paintings of like different landscapes than, than this, but they're all snowy. Um, as you walk though, you do find one, um, kind of like the, uh, that painting from the office that, uh, Pam does that they put above the door of the, uh, the winter goods store. Mm-hmm. Um, and it seems to be the only one that isn't trashed. Um, but, um, yeah, otherwise he uh he just seems to be real real committed to his craft. Um Quinny, uh weirdly, I would say from him, um, more so than like his tone and anything else, um you've known criminals like this who are really kind of hell-bent on like whatever they want to do, they just do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's the vibe you're getting from this guy. Like he just seems to be one of those people who's just like, oh, like I want a thing and I'm I'm gonna do it. And of course, with troll strength, that is a very concerning. Mm-hmm. Uh, concerning quality, but uh, yeah, that's that's what you're getting from him. So, uh, Bob, what's uh, what's your brother Klomp been up to? Klomp? Well, you know, I got to tell you, I haven't seen him since uh, since we took residence here. Uh, he kept saying something about trying to find the lab upstairs, and he was bumbling around trying to find, you know, all all of Duke Fane's secrets up there. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I mean. Uh, Klomp's got got some pretty uh, some pretty strong ideas, uh, you know, about the the nature of life and death and aging, and uh, you know, uh, he just kept going on about that. But me, I, I want to live in the moment, you know. That's that's what my therapist said before I ate him. I mean, uh, before I uh, fired him, uh, you know, for for giving me the same advice over and over again. Uh, but sounds uh, like that was a shit therapist. It really, he you know he he was he was he had some value in the end though. Uh, as yeah, it so turns I mean, out, how long ago did you have to fire that guy? Like, how long have you been looking for a replacement therapist? Oh uh, no, I'm I'm good. I think the painting's kind of my therapy these days. But uh, him, well, let's see. He uh, he stopped by uh, by our, our our old place. Uh, oh, about a I guess it was about a, a week ago. Yeah, that sounds about right. And this is your old place here, and I'll lift up the, the painting showing clumps. Well, goods. I mean that that's a fairly personal question, but uh, yeah, yeah, you know those are our old stomping grounds. Uh, before we we all, uh, you know, as you grow, things start to feel a little small. So we uh, we had to move to some, some bigger places. It wasn't uh, we didn't leave the place in a great state, though. I gotta tell you, <laughs> you know, a few of our uh, employees. Uh, had uh, had a, a fairly severe severance, uh, if if uh, if you understand, you know, it's hard to I hard don't. to let people go I don't. Uh, when you run a when you run a business, you know. 
Uh, I'm sorry. What was that there, Cheryl? Well, you said severance. I'm just wondering if there was a double meaning there. <laughs> oh, well, I mean, that would be uh, awfully revealing of, uh, uh, of you know, uh, a crime, I believe, Sheriff, and uh, wouldn't want to confess to that. Now, would I? And he, like, taps the side of his nose and just gets paint all over it. Um, I thought it was good and healthy for artists to be vulnerable. Uh, and he he actually, like, stops and kind of, like, looks looks at you in a new light. He says, well, what do you know? I, I thought maybe these two were my muses, but I, I think I was wrong. Yeah, I suppose we should be vulnerable. Well, you know, you, you your friend here said you change. Are you, what, what's what's your deal? Have you gone through any major, major changes? Well, frequently. I mean, I've got two people inside me right now that literally like, that's why sometimes I talk a little bit Western. Oh, hey. All right. Well, uh, you know, I, I'm just me. I've always just been Bob. But, uh, you know, um, and he kind of like sh- like looks to both of you, Quinny uh, and uh, Butthole, and then just like shuffles up uh, and leans down, speaking at full volume, but with his hand in front of his mouth. And he's just like, yeah, I, I changed too. Clomp uh, was real worried about, you know, the Grim Reaper approach. And so he found this amazing little trick that uh, gave us all these, uh, these fine troll bodies, you know? So uh, we're, we're all gonna, we're all gonna thrive. So it's just a little bit different, you know? So long story short, had to get rid of some, Hey, sorry guys, just have a conversation over here, a quiet conversation. That's not for all ears. Yeah. So we had to, you know, some, some of the folks at the trading post weren't too happy about this new direction, but uh, Clomp was pretty firm. So, you know, we all drank it and here we are, you know, and just trolling it up. No one can stop us now. You drank something and you're a troll. Wait, what? No. Hey, hey, hey. It's I'm just, I'm... to eavesdrop. Oh, I thought um, he was speaking to me. I know <laughs> uh, he was, he was just talking to uh, Juniper with his hand, okay. up, but was like talking at full volume. I mean, well, uh, like we can, yeah. I mean, geez, like I can be a troll if you want me to. No, I mean th- that's fine. Look, uh, I, 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 this has been nice and all. I got to get back to my paintings. Uh, I, your your friend here is still posing, and uh, honestly, he's the first one I haven't broken. So uh, you'll excuse me. Um, and he he goes and begins to paint uh, Butthole's picture. You know, Juniper, I've got a gut feeling that this potion he drank. I, I, I bet it would beat even true sight. You know, I bet it's that good. We wouldn't get, we wouldn't know what's under, what's underneath that artist's facade. He's mysterious, like all artists are. Just a gut feeling in my right. gut, in my tum yeah. tum tummy. Right. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> roll a constitution save. No oh, man, you swallowed a metal eye. It's not going anywhere. <laughs> like other end? <laughs> not yet. This episode is sponsored by Shopify. 
When we started podcasting, an online store was the furthest thing from our collective mind. But now we sell t-shirts and hoodies and water bottles and a ton of amazing products, all because we use Shopify. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. It is 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Honestly, we tried to do merchandise for years, either to make things that were high quality, to make things that we could ship easily, to make things shippable in multiple markets. We just could not find that answer until we found Shopify. Once we got set up with them, it has been a breeze. Money transfers, no problem. Payments converted, it makes it so easy. I don't have to do anything manual. None of our team does to be able to provide high, high quality merch. Shopify gave us the control to be able to make our business even more successful and it can do that for you because Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, their award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify, and yours should too. So sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash dumdums all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash dumdums, D-U-M-B, D-U-M-B-S, now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash dumdums. That's the way you get to hear this. This episode is brought to you by our sponsor, Shopify. When we started podcasting, an online store was the furthest thing from our collective minds. But now we are selling some sick mugs. And it is so easy. All because we use Shopify. (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. It'll help you turn browsers into buyers because it has the internet's best converting checkout, 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms, which means curious people are more likely to buy from you. And you can sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. One of the big problems Shopify solved for us was international shipping. Our shipping prices, if people were outside of the U.S., were through the roof. But the moment we switched over to Shopify, we were able to choose where our orders were being fulfilled from in different places, which meant shipping could be cheap for all of our fans everywhere around the globe. So if you were even thinking about opening a store, sign up now for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash dumdums, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash dumdums now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash dumdums. That's D-U-M-B-D-U-M-B-S. If you open a store with Shopify, you're going to be hearing that sound a lot. This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch, find inspiration for your new vibe every day at Saks.com. Hey, 
And I look at Quinny, I'm like, I'm sure it would be. Yeah, that's yeah. I I agree. I agree. Butthole (laughs) is just he can't say anything, and he does like. It just in his head, he's like, oh, I really hope Quinny stabs this guy soon. <laughs> the moment That's he puts it, this guy ate someone in the last week, Butthole's like, oh, this guy is dead. We're just playing along till somebody gets the drop on him. But it can't be Butthole because he was stupid enough to be the one to pose. Um, so uh, the uh, the picture's coming together. It doesn't look good, but like it is a picture. Um, and uh, uh, Bob is just kind of like nodding to himself being like, yeah, all right. This is this is this is going real well. Uh, you know, um, and he, he kind of leans over his shoulders like, uh, hey, y- y- y'all seem like a a worldly bunch. Um, you know, my, my family's kind of lived uh out here for a long time, so I don't know too much about the art markets of the world. Uh, am I correct in my understanding that uh paintings sell better if their uh subject matter is dead? Is, is that that that's that's how paintings get worth more, right? Uh, actually, they're worth more if the artist is dead and Quinny um, <laughs> summons forth uh, frostbite and and will try and stab this guy in the back. Uh, amazing! It uh, it succeeds. You just go straight through his back. Uh, he's really focused on the painting, uh, and he just kind of chokes out, um, coughs uh, some blood onto uh, the painting, and uh, it just kind of turns his head and he says. <laughs> jokes on you whole reason clomp gave us those potions was because trolls regenerate and it kind of like falls to his knees and he's like oh I-, I don't know how fast though yeah and then his skull just stows in <laughs> as moonlight bringer finishes the job <laughs> um and uh with that uh his artistic career uh is over and yet his paintings are worth much much more uh, but uh, the body falls to the ground. Uh, the painting remains somewhat unfinished and uh, admittedly somewhat more valuable. Does the room have a fireplace, Tom? Sure. Or was he just hanging out in the cold? Because if there's a fire burning, I think Butthole's just collecting up this art and burning it. This guy doesn't get to have like a history because he oh, decided killing the art was cool. Mm. All right. Uh, you erase uh, Bob Samsonite and his work uh, wow. from from Faerun. I uh, assume um, pat down the body, then drag it into the fire. Is that about right? Uh, or are you going to eat the heart? I don't think I'd eat this guy's heart. I mean, if it was up the butthole, pat down the body, but he doesn't want to burn him in here because we have to live in here later and like burning hair and troll is probably like a stench you don't want in an enclosed room. So like throw him out a window. <laughs> Like just take him in the hallway, just and then he <laughs> and I don't when know do if this hurts any good pockets? if this guy wasn't always a troll, you know. I don't know how effective that sauce was. Yep, so fair I'll, enough. I'll look him over for, for gear though. Gear um, coin and trinkets. Yeah. So um in inside the smock, uh there, there's pockets, and in them uh you find uh, a key to uh the store. Um you find uh, some kind of rough sketches on the, the back of, of receipts uh, from the Samsonite store um, of, you know, pictures and things. Um, one of them is definitely of like the guy's therapist with like X's through the eyes and like, um, you know, bad advice, do better. Um, right. Circled a few times. Um, but laces uh, out. I'm sorry. I said laces out. <laughs> um, but uh 
yes, uh, he does seem to have, have cast some light on both what happened uh, to to the store and uh, and uh, the nature of Clomp. With the threat of Bob Samsonite ended, um, you uh, you find yourselves alone in his uh, in his gallery, uh, having uh, cracked one of the windows open against the uh, the icy facade outside um, and uh, tossing the body. Um, you are uh, yeah, you're alone in the gallery uh, with uh, a little bit more info uh, about the Samsonite clan and uh, and what's going on here. Is there anything you want to do here before you venture upstairs? Honestly, I think getting upstairs sooner than later would be in our best interest. They talked about a lab uh, and the fact that they drank, drank, drank some kind of potion. Uh, like, who knows what he's cooking up up there, his brother. Yeah, I think knowing that this is such a weird kind of like elaborate place and the lab being upstairs and people have this info, the only thing Butthole would do is do like a pass kind of praying with his moon hammer sense to mm-hmm. see if he can find like a secret like you know secret safe secret door secret something because this whole castle feels really obvious for a necromancer building something so there's a chance it's one guy alone going like no zombies this is what i can do but there's a chance that there's something that even yeah. the the samsonites missed because they don't seem like the fanciest invaders of a necromancer mm-hmm. stronghold it was mentioned that the the castle See, appear to have been built with no imagination. Right. True, but that's a really good way to also hide things. Is Tom frozen now? No, I'm just waiting on Ryan to roll his <laughs> snap curve thing. Ah. Oh, okay. Sorry. So thoughtful. Uh, I got an 18. Okay. On a snap roll, which says there's something hidden. <laughs> so he's got to really look now. Well, yes. Um, so you search the room, um, and there doesn't actually seem to be a trick to this room specifically. That doesn't mean there there isn't anywhere. Um, unlike some of the spaces you've been in, um, the this one, the, like the art in here that wasn't you know made by uh, an evil asshole, um, seems to to be uh, worth some money and, and actually legitimately uh, like properly adorned. Uh, to the point that uh, the library and the gallery so far are the first two rooms that actually, aside from perhaps the cold storage, that actually feel functional uh, in the Undercroft, mm-hmm. that feel like someone has actually spent the time to outfit them and has spent time in them. Interesting. Okay, yeah. So I guess if Butthole knows that, he can search the rest of the castle afterwards for exciting religion-driven mysteries. Uh, but he would support team Let's Go Upstairs. Okay, amazing. So um, you make your way uh, back out into the, the central uh, the central area, and um, so there's two ways up. You can go uh, up the there's a, a flight of stairs in the library to the second floor of the library, or you can go up the uh, the entranceway stairs. Which one do you take? Okay, my vote would be library because it feels like that'll be more inside. Yeah, more like discreet entrance, right? Yeah, more lived in. I would in think so. Okay, yeah, yeah, we'll go up the library. Quinny, you can lead and. Check out yeah. in case there's anything you got to unlock or avoid. All right. Give me that sweet, sweet stealth, bud. At 20 on stealth. <laughs> um, the books do not see you coming. We want to add anything. <laughs> oh, we always want to add. Um, the books do not see you coming as you sneak up the stairs. Um, the uh, the second floor is as quiet as the first uh, in terms of uh, the library. Um, Quinny, as you, as you kind of listen, you get the sense it's got the, the same sound dampening enchantments on it that the... Um, uh, the entryway did, um, but uh, 
Yeah, you you reach the uh, sort of doorway out into the hall uh, on the second floor. You open it uh, to reveal a long hallway um, with many doors. Uh, it reminds you a bit of an inn, uh, and you get a sense just from looking down that uh, from some of the doors that are ajar um, that uh, these are, are clearly the bedrooms uh, and sort of the, the sleeping quarters. There are a number of um, uh, rooms lining this hallway. Um, the library is at the base of it. Um, and then there's sort of like a long, both sides, um, sort of doors again in, in a vaguely inn or hotel e way. Um, the rooms themselves are a decent size. Um, they're not, you know, massive, but they're, they're a good, good little room. Um, the ones on the wall with the library have windows that are iced over, um, sort of looking out, uh, over the vistas. Uh, the ones on the other side have art, um, in them instead. Um, but yeah, they're, they're small, they're cozy. Um, all of them seem unused. Uh, the beds are are dressed, but um, dusty. Okay. Uh, as you make your way down the hall, you're not hearing any sounds uh, sort of uh, coming from anywhere. Um, you, uh, you sort of pass through all of these and you realize that uh, the one piece that's missing is the master bedroom. It does not seem to be uh, amongst these, uh, these. These seem to be kind of guest rooms or servants' quarters. Uh, when you reach the end of the hall, um, so the north, as you make your way kind of north up the hall, uh, it opens up onto the landing. Um, so obviously you're more cautious as you approach the landing, um, but there are no immediate sounds that, that reach your ears uh, other than the, the crackling of the fire down on the main floor and the um, the, the sort of um, wispy breeze coming through the, uh, the holes in the, the roof. Um, looking down the hall, you can see massive ornate double doors on the north wall, sort of in the center, um, kind of above the throne, if that makes sense. Um, from your estimation, this would likely be a master bedroom if there was to be one. The far end of uh, this landing, um, there is a, uh, a rounded uh, singular door that kind of comes, it's wide, uh, it's rounded on the top. Uh, and seems to have an elaborate locking mechanism, um, dead center. You can't quite make out from here. If you were to peek around the corner, you would see that this balcony extends around, uh, the second floor balcony extends around the entire kind of great hall space with, again, those little opera box uh, inserts that kind of stand out over the, the place. But it is uh, it is very quiet up here. Huh. Uh, I'll uh, I'll double back and make sure everyone is filled in and, and bring them up to this point. Sure. Yep. Yeah, we were probably standing in the library watching you through the door, like yeah. Juniper down low in the chair, <laughs> like me kind of up higher, up peeking higher. over. Mm-hmm. There's a lot more to this castle than I thought. Yeah, this is good. We need someplace big because we don't just want our team here. We got to be able to bring other teams to try to like get the yeah. whole like war going. Yeah, yeah. Is there? Do I see a way to get down to where those main doors are if we're up here on the balcony? Um, sorry, to be clear, uh, the 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 master bedroom doors that you've observed the, are on the, the double doors that you mentioned yeah they they're ornate. they're on on this this balcony with you oh so um okay. so sorry no no I, perhaps I'm being unclear in terms of the the balcony itself it's basically um, think like if you're on the second floor of a library and there's that sort of central space mm-hmm. so if you're up here you could look down uh, onto the the uh, the great hall whether to observe um, uh, a dance or any other okay. uh, thing that's going on. So if um, we were in mm. this great hall with the wyvern, yes, uh, the wormling. Yeah, yeah, with the wormling. Right, so this okay. is, uh, so uh, essentially um, what you couldn't see from down there, but you can now see from up here is in addition to just being kind of like uh, a platform around that you could observe from, there's these big double doors set right at the front, which kind of makes sense because the, the master bedroom kind of being 
at the center of, of the keep above the, the throne room has a bit of a, like a beautiful symmetry to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then there's another large rounded door um, on the opposite side of the landing from you, uh, which you could safely assume would be the lab. Okay. Quinny will turn back and say, uh, I say we check the bedroom first for two reasons. A, I think it's more likely that he's in the lab right now. So it'll be good to get any kind of intel or anything like that out of that room first. And two, if he is in the bedroom, it's probably where he's most vulnerable because, you know, he's in his bedroom, he's in his jammies, he's whatever. Yeah, agreed. Okay. I think, yeah, the easier door to get through, there might even be a key in there that'll help us that maybe they didn't find. Or Again, a diary. Sam said, oh, Diaries man, are great. Diaries are super good. Okay, yeah, let's let's do the bedroom. Okay. And I'm going to approach and, and check the door for traps first. I mean, you rolled a 20 a little ways back, so I'm just going to say you you got this, man. Uh, <laughs> you um, you approach the door uh, to find it slightly ajar. Um, you check it for traps. Uh, there don't seem to be any. Um, you uh, ease the, the door open and find yourself in a beautifully well-lit room. Um, there's a, a massive bed um, that is flanked by um, big uh, sort of glass... Um, Frosted, of course, because of the the ice, but um, double doors with curtains wide um, tied off um, that look out over the um, like off the edge of the mountain. There there seems to be kind of a balcony space out there. Um, it's one of those giant beds that has like the four posts and then the what I always think of is the Ebenezer Scrooge awning, right? Like um, the canopy kind of thing over it. And yep, yeah. um, there's a, a a big massive desk um, in one corner, a, a bookshelf. Um, Sort of like a little alchemical mini bar. Um, generally speaking, it's a it's a nice it's a very nice looking bedroom. When um, he raises his hand and says, "I call this room." <laughs> oh, see, that's cute. But no, 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 you abdicated. This is a king's room, but you could stay in here with me. We can I, do a, bu- a bunk bed thing. Can I just say that, like, tactically, this might be better used as something other than a bedroom due to its location. I mean, reasonable point. Let's focus on taking over the castle and then we'll figure out right. sleeping arrangements. Um, which is when, uh, of course, your eyes, uh, after the quick bickering about positioning and calling shotgun, uh, your eyes fall uh, upon the uh, the figure in the bed. The crimson, um, uh, thick crimson covers are are pulled back slightly, uh, and the the massive overstuffed pillows of this like king plus a bit size bed. Um, there is a uh, a desiccated, withered body um, that is slightly out of like out of the like the, the the covers are pulled down a little bit. It's kind of like at a weird angle, um, but um, laying in the bed, uh, its uh, skin has become uh, a, a, a sort of a that dark kind of leathery look that um, mummies tend to, to get. Um, it's wearing finery, um, a beautiful sort of golden sleeping cap, um, a, a very fancy robe. Um, there's an amulet hanging around the neck. Uh, and um, one of the arms uh, is is broken, um, just kind of mid-wrist mid uh, and missing a hand uh, hanging off the edge of the bed. I think a butthole would walk up to the bed and just like gently sit down and lean into the body and go, Duke Fane, do you want to wake up so we could talk to you about the trolls who broke into your house? We'd like to negotiate a rental agreement of some kind. The body does not react. (laughs) Are you dead? 
Is your amulet magic? If we put on your amulet, can we talk to you? Body continues to not react. <laughs> Quinny, can you look at this amulet? Because I'm curious about it, but it feels like it might be a trap in my head. Well, I mean, you're the cleric and you're the paladin. Don't you guys have like evil protection stuff? I mean, roll me an arcana check if they want. I mean, Juniper's arcana is not that great. I mean, all of my stuff is kind of for when people are still alive. I I don't think this. I guess I'll just, I'll just pray on it. You know, it's never, it's never served me wrong. Like when it was definitely that guy on the left making all the black stuff. Um, Oh God, that Quinny will just like grab the amulet. (laughs) Um, As your hands close or your hand closes around the amulet, um, a great power flows through you. The power of knowing that you could sell this and earn some coins from it. The power of commerce, uh, but nothing else. And Quinny is just like, oh, oh, wait, this is what? worth a lot. <laughs> okay, perfect. So he pockets it. Yeah, so we'll take half Juniper, the value. Juniper's just going to like desks, drawers, seeing if there's yeah. anything, any clues, any writings, anything. That's at all. perfect. Because we can melt that amulet down and half of it will be coins for Quinny because Quinny did a great job at finding out that it was safe. And the other half we can turn into a crown because if I'm going to try to be some kind of upstart king, I got to get a friggin' crown. But uh, okay, yeah, let's check this place out. Quinny, you want to look for money stuff. Juniper, you look for evidence because you're really smart. And I'll look for anything that has religious significance. All right, so Juniper, can you roll me, uh, I guess, a perception check probably or an investigation? I'd take either one. Quinny, uh, I'm sorry, Butthole, you're looking for religious icons. Quinny, what are you looking for? General looting and also intel on our scientific okay, so neighbor. You can, you can roll me an investigation as well. Please. Yeah, I think, I think Butthole's in that realm of like, what does Moonhammer draw him to? Which yep. can also be, what does he find interesting? <laughs> That's a seven perception. Cool. <laughs> that 20. Nice. 18 investigation for Quinny. 18. All right. Um, so Quinny, you, you begin to, to look around the room and, um, everything in here is, is fancy, um, more so than any of the other rooms you've been in. Um, this one feels, oh, I mean the gallery actually, to some extent, uh, felt this way, but this is, this feels like money. Like this feels like I, you know, like everything from the robe to the bedding to even just the quality of the, the table. Like this is a fucking expensive room. Um, and uh, as you begin to look, uh, you notice there isn't really much by way of uh, physical coin in here. Um, there is, uh, you find a ledger book um, that uh, seems to list um, accounts with a few banking guilds uh, that uh, you're aware of. They're like the old, old, old banking guilds. So it, it would make sense, but kind of like uh, essentially like credit accounts um, from a quick glance. um as would be confirmed by finding nothing in the vault. It seems like this guy didn't keep his wealth on him. He, you know, had people deal with it, but it wasn't something he he kept on him. He's clearly spent it on the things that would keep him personally comfortable and then just kind of hmm. let let the rest run. Um, but butthole, you rolled a nat 20 and hmm. you're you're led by your heart. So as the investigative crew is like looking for things, um you um you think about like where you would keep, you know, a picture of Quinny if if you you needed to. Where where do you think buttholes like this is where I would keep my secret stuff feeling would be? Um 
God help me. No matter what you say, it's the right place. Uh, so like, wait, where in his room would he hide? Just think of that Lisa Simpson. Like, have you checked your shoe? Sometimes I'm loose yeah. things. I find them in my shoe. I was gonna say. So is this? This depends on how uh, what kind of painting of Quinny we're talking about. Because there's a clothed or an unclothed painting. There's oh, one dear. that he needs to hide from people because he'd be embarrassed if they were aware of it. This is like your heart picture. Wait, like th- you this have... would be like the locket version. He doesn't it's have that, either, okay. but if he did, yeah. is more this question. isn't like a horny picture. This is like you know the was, the picture you take out to look at for butthole. <laughs> then I feel like um, probably the equivalent of where other people would have like a fireplace and a mantle, and they might have like candelabras or something, and a big portrait of like their family crest or whatever. But behind that, behind the fake thing, that's the most important. Okay, cool. there'd be like a little cubby with the thing that's really important. <laughs> yeah. Um, so you um, you're staring at um, a, uh, a, a a picture uh, on the wall over the mantle um, that is uh, really out of place uh, amongst all this finery, even out of place amongst the other um, images in the the gallery. Um, this one is uh, it, it it's, seems. Um, clearly painted by like an enthusiastic amateur. Um, so uh, like in modern terms, something that someone would bake at a paint night. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just of uh, two people holding hands on a dock uh, at sunset on kind of a beautiful lake. Um, and um, it, everything else here looks expensive. This looks important. So you take, uh, you, you kind of pull the, the, the picture forward and uh, sure enough, um, a sheath of papers um, falls out from, uh, from being tucked in uh, behind it. And um, I think you kind of like, everyone in the room kind of hears this happen. It's, it's the very classic, like flutter, 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 important stuff. Um, and um, yeah, do you, do you guys all like gather to, to look at it? What's... What's the the scene here? Yeah, he's not hiding it, so I guess he'd probably pick up what what dropped and then put it on the desk, so they could all kind of look it over. Yeah. Given that I've perceived a bedroom and a dead body with my seven, yeah, with that seven, you killed. I'll it. go Nailed over. It. Yeah, <laughs> you you drive you just like drive out and over to the the yeah. bedrooms again. <laughs> Quinny's uh, flipped to a new page in the ledger and he's pricing out all the objects in this room. Fair enough. <laughs> um, so, uh, butthole um, in. Uh, very um grand uh script uh similar to what you kind of remember almost of like uh similar to what the warbringers would like there like just that that kind of like in in like western historical terms would be kind of like those incredibly um beautiful old books that like monks would make where just the calligraphy was like eight times more complex than it needed to be um, so it's written in that, even though it's just on these sort of scraps of paper. Um, but uh, uh, you find a, a confession uh, from from Duke Fane uh, entitled uh, "One Last Failure." Um, so as you, you settle in to read it, um, the uh, the Duke's words uh, sort of uh, echo through your head. Uh, it says, uh, "To whoever may find this, it seems appropriate here in my." bastion of failure that I should in fact have one final one, one terrible one, the one that undoes everything I have attempted to do here in this place. I turned my back 
on my arts, on war, on the world itself, in the hopes of finding peace here with, with my beloved Sarah, and yet my attempts at bringing her into this world once more have, have failed horribly, fatally, and finally. Despite the best technological inventions that money can buy, the wealth of generations of war squandered on it, the new body did not hold. And perhaps this is the price I pay for uh, all the others I have ripped unwittingly from their rest and brought back to make war on this world. But now the, the one I desire to bring back for love and companionship refuses and does not. I have cast off the last of my wards and have uh, ceased to take the life-prolonging potions that I have indulged in for so many years and now settle down one last time to rest. It seems appropriate that my bastion of failure can stand testament to one man's hubris and loneliness. Sarah, if in some way you do manage to come back into this world, one way or another, I pray you forgive me and think fondly of me. I'll always remember the lake in these final moments. Farewell, all. Do better than I did. Duke Fane. Oh, man, this dude was really sad. Well, if we run into anybody named Sarah in the lab, we got to make sure she's doing okay. It's the least we can do for the guy whose amulet we took. Um, all right. Uh, I've got a pretty good assessment of everything here. Uh, everyone else good to pay a visit to that laboratory? Yeah, yeah, I think it's time for us to solve the final part of the mystery, which is how fast can Clomp Samsonite die? The answer may surprise you. <laughs> As Quinny just like pockets the... the uh, the, the clipboard and, and heads out the door. <laughs> Amazing. Um, you make your way uh, out um, to the, the lab uh, to discover um, a, uh, again, this rounded door with a complex mechanism um, that seems to have mm -hmm. locked it. Um, a mechanism that is very clearly a, a handprint. Oh, that's why they busted off his hand. Just a second. <laughs> Let's go back into the room and just kind of yank an arm off of the mummy if he can. Uh, yeah, he like it, it's it's not as easy as you'd think. Like the body's like awkwardly like flailing as you kind of pull it out of the sheets. You now realize why the bed was so disturbed because clearly like they had the same kind of problem. Yeah. Um, but eventually you just give it a one, two, three, crack it off, and then just like tuck them back into bed, um, and you come back down with with the hand. And then I just give it to Quinny, and I'm like, I found the key. Thanks. And I'll press the hand into. Any, if there's any clear indication of where the hand should go. Yes, it's literally like a handprint index. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so you, you press the hand in um, and uh, brilliant um, golden lines extend from it across uh, etchings in the door, uh, slowly uh, covering it in, in golden uh, sort of golden lines. Um, the uh, central part of the door lights up and then with a hiss, uh, the doors swing outward towards you. And... Taking a deep breath, the three of you step into the lab.
This episode of Dum Dums and Dragons features the voices of Ryan LaPlante at the Ryan LaPlante on Twitter, Tyler Hewitt at Tyler underscore Hewitt on Twitter, Laura Hamstra at El Hamstring on Twitter, and our DM Tom McGee at McGeeTD on Twitter. This episode's sound was edited and mixed by Laura Hamstra, and Dum Dums and Dragons artwork is by Del Borovic, who can be found at delborovic.com. Our theme songs are And Now for That Massive Coronary and Skipping Through the Orchestra Pit Part 1 by Peter Gresser, and our ad music is No Control and Chiefs by Jazzar, J-A-H-Z-Z-A-R, all available at freemusicarchive.org. When it comes to Dum Dums and Dice, you can visit our website at dumdumdice.com. Our Twitter and Instagram are at dumdumdice and on Facebook at facebook.com slash dumdumdice. But most importantly, we've got merchandise at redbubble.com slash people slash dumdumdice or you can join our Patreon at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. That's D-U-M-B, D-U-M-B, D-I-C-E. And tune in next week for more Dum Dums and Dragons. Dum Dums and Dice has to give a special thank you to the supreme beings of our Patreon at this time. Christian Manicola, the half-blind prophet. Christopher Little, Sue One, George Dolby. One True Artistry, Orion Birchfield. Lord Abradovic, Noel Lewis, Scott Garland, Anthony Griffin, Benjamin V, Gavin and Abby McDonald, Cade Peters, Richard Cranium, Anna Zed, Eric Williams, Logan, Fire Unfriendly, Acrix, Cameron Ezel, Grandma Likes D&D, Alan, Austin Nut Powers Fry, Stabby Stranger, and Jill and Noel LaPlante. If you want your name to be added to this list, you can join our Patreon too at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. Thanks to them, and a little bit of thanks to you. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. I'm Jonathan Pezza, the creator of the Curious Matter Anthology. And I'm betting you've probably never heard anything like our show. adapt stories from authors like Philip K. Dick, Andre Norton, and Robert Block into binaural audio movies that transport you to new worlds. That's it? You're banned for life? Between two Braxians, lasers. Seriously. I told you downtown was a bad idea. In our brand new season, we explore farther into the what-ifs. You think, in these instances, that somehow simply by believing things are different, they changed. Doubt. I don't follow. I doubt something, and um, they don't change, per se. They cease to ever have been. We delve deeper into the realms of horror and science fiction. Nerves of steel, boys. James, sir, please. There is no need for this. I do not believe that whatever that is can understand you. Robert, I know you are in there somewhere. If you are, we are... I've been through the barrier! It's gonna hold me! It's dragging him out! Damn! Beast! Just get to my 
That's new. Available wherever you listen to podcasts. So sit back, grab your popcorn, and listen to the Curious Matter Anthology today.